You're listening to the Power of a Cookie podcast, episode number four. Welcome to the Power of a Cookie podcast. See how cookie decorators are using cookies to make the world better, one cookie at a time. Today we're here with Mary Ann Rollins. I am so excited. Mary Ann is a cookie hero of mine. I know that if you've heard any of the podcasts before, you know that I met her on Flickr. I made some really ugly cookies and <laughs> got brave, posted them on there. And Mary Ann was one of the first people that left a comment on it. And I literally went running and screaming through the house to Alan like, oh my gosh, she liked my cookies. <laughs> <laughs> so let me introduce one of my all-time favorite cookie heroes, Mary Ann Rollins, the cookie artisan. And the crowd goes wild now. <laughs> <laughs> and you see why I love her. Hi, Lisa. Hi. It's so good to see. How are things up on the big mountain? Oh, things are good. I have a couple bears. I'll share a couple videos with you. I have a um, giant size boy bear who has found this little tiny girl bear, and they are just like... I must have a path that goes somewhere because they just randomly come through the yard. So I'll post some pictures for you guys on Instagram. Oh, I can't wait. My family loves your bear pictures. <laughs> I still remember cookie camp and we, you know, we had thrown away, we were cleaning up and we're, you were telling us how we had to walk so carefully at night back to our bunkhouse um, and watch for bears. And we, we sneak out and we're all nervous with our flashlights and there's bears in the dumpsters eating cookies. <laughs> Yep, my bears are very well fed, let me just say. And I try not to throw anything away, you know, but if I throw any sugar out, like I I don't know what I was thinking, but I had a bowl of buttercream icing that I left sitting on the counter and it went bad. I threw it away. And this bear just, what was funny is he drugged the trash. I mean, I had it in the back of our little mule that we have and he drug it off into the woods. And this was like on Sunday, I walked out to go to church and it, the bag had only been out there for about 15 minutes. And so I walked <laughs> out to get in my Jeep and I was face to face with this little bear. So I went running back in the house and he went running off into the woods. I forgot about him and I forgot about the bag of trash. Tuesday, that was on Sunday morning. Tuesday, he came back and he drug the bag of trash out of the woods and parked it in my backyard and ate it. <laughs> Did he See, everyone that? likes your cookies, Lisa. Did he? That was bad buttercream icing. Who could eat that? <laughs> well, Marianne. We met, the first time I met you, um, I had the cookie camp here at camp, and you came, and I'm telling you, the second I saw you, I knew that you were somebody special. I mean, what <laughs> possessed you, though, to go to cookie camp, you know, in Tennessee, like Karen said last, or a couple of weeks ago, you came to Tennessee, you didn't know anybody, it was just internet people. I mean, <laughs> what inspired you to do that? Well, I mean, I already felt like I knew you guys, you know, I couldn't wait to see your face and hear your voices. And, and just to learn there, were, you know, back then, there was no media videos, books on how, you know, all I had was like Martha Stewart, who piped some stuff on a cookie. And I was like, Oh, I think I could do that. And you know, it's that, <laughs> that need for knowledge and to learn and there's somebody out there just as crazy as you are that are staying up all night decorating cookies and live, breathe, sleep, eat cookies and, you know, die if there's a woman's uh, world magazine that has a decorated cookie on the cover, you know, and you're <laughs> looking at it trying to figure out how did they do that? And so it, you know, it was just so exciting and kind of scary as we're, you know, making that trek. But um, I know the second year 
uh, Callie, Sweet Sugar Bell, and Gloria Albin, Gloria Streets, we carpooled together, talked nonstop from Oklahoma City to Knoxville, Tennessee, um, talked nonstop through the whole cookie, got talked nonstop <laughs> all the way back to my house. And by the time we got there, none of us had a voice. We're just like squeaking at my husband. And, you know, it, it just, but it was just like, so inspiring and and you know you felt nervous like you know you think you know what you're doing and you know that first time when we were in your kitchen and you had that big commercial kitchen and that giant mixer and 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 we're just like wow it was like it was like going to disney world and, <laughs> an old and, version you know, of disney world <laughs> yeah but you know and it's like all of the royal icing people who made their own icing cuz i used to mix back then i'm embarrassed to say but you guys were having an epiphany over there over how long somebody beat something and i mean they're just oohs and ahs and i'm you know filling my piping bag you know putting with a spoon <laughs> and putting it in the bag thinking i know what i'm doing and somebody goes what are you doing and i go filling my bag like what else would you do with it and then out comes the saran wrap and people are you know spooning and flipping and twisting and turning and like my whole world was rocked I mean I was just in and the whole weekend was one moment after of aha after another and watching you know just like watching people like set up their work area like how different everyone did it and and then watching someone whose cookies that you thought were you know, the best thing, like Marlon, you know, I just had admired her and she was at a skill level so much higher than I was at the time. And it was just oh, yeah. like, She's amazing. I was watching her pipe a cookie and it was just like the most amazing thing ever. I was just in on, I, I learned so much. I mean, just so much and beautiful friendships and we laughed and, you oh, know, yeah. there's still a, a joke about, uh, sparkly rainbow unicorn poo that goes around and <laughs> and and you know when you get too much sugar and no sleep you know people get giddy and and we just I mean just memories I will never ever forget and cherish forever I know that's one of the best things that I think I have ever done for myself you know was mm-hmm. to walk up to my husband and say hey Alan I think I want to have a cookie camp here and he looked and he's like well, okay and I said seriously <laughs> the only one that gave me grief Chase if you're listening to this you're the only one that gave me grief about getting murdered in my sleep but look how it turned out you have a new well, mom you know? that's right he's got a lot of new moms exactly and and, and remember we took the picture where we saran wrapped you to a post and took every large yes. scary utensil out of the kitchen and pretend to be attacking you for you to send to him I love that picture if you don't care I'll share that below on the okay. podcast in yours because that is too it's one of my favorite pictures you guys are like and I was like oh we could have made a scary cookie movie yeah <laughs> it was wonderful oh hey let's do that Ooh. we can make a horror cookie movie at cookie camp Ooh, haunted we could have a haunted kitchen has yeah. anybody ever done a haunted kitchen no probably not but i tell you what i have the best horror movie screen i could be pe- make millions but nobody's ever hired me okay but there's lots of stories about my screams so <laughs> can you do it on cue like if i ask you to do it now could you do yeah, it yeah but i would blow your earphones okay, off your I, ear. i'm gonna take my earphones away and this might be oh, a good seriously, time seriously you want me to do yeah, it i want you to do it and so people okay, may need ready? to turn your radio down just a little bit okay marianne okay, go <laughs> Ever. <laughs> yeah. Apparently I have 
had like a world record five minute one when one of my friends startled me on Halloween oh and arrived gosh. too early and I'm vacuuming and she sneaks up behind me and uh. taps my shoulder and she if she's ever said I just have to remind her of that and she'll laugh for five minutes so <laughs> she said she kept standing there and it didn't end it just went on it and on, on and, and on. she's like waiting for it to stop to apologize well but. that's a, that's a great scream you're hired I mean somebody's gonna hear this you're gonna have a new career we're gonna lose you in the cookie world because they're gonna oh, yeah, hire right. you so I'm happy to scream anytime in your horror cookie movie <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, I can gosh. picture like the knife stabbing the cookies and the scary, you know, <laughs> music and all that stuff. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. Let's do okay. it. Okay, let's do it. All right, let's get back to, to the, okay. our cookie. <laughs> let's get back to the podcast. There's so much I want to talk to you about. Do you guys seriously see why she's one of my favorite people? It's like just anytime that you're around Marianne, it's wonderful. <laughs> Okay, so Marianne, I wanted you to come on the show because I hear a lot of people saying things. And, and seriously, guys, if you want to be on The Power of Cookie, shoot me an email. I would love to talk to you about it. But the, one of the main reasons I wanted you on here is because of, there's a lot of reasons. Let's see if I can, you know, combine a few here. Number one is your personality. You have the best personality. Anytime anybody post a cookie anywhere. You have the nicest, kindest things to say. And it's not like, you know, I get stuck in these words like awesome and incredible and all that, which it is, but you just kind of run out of words to say, you go deeper. You're like, oh, I love the way you made the twinkle in the eye. And I love the color that you used for your hair. So you have no idea how special you make us all feel oh. by doing that. <laughs> well, but when you have such beautiful masterpieces coming out, you know, but <laughs> Now people are like reaching levels of awesomeness that I, I've run out of adjectives for. See, me too. So, <laughs> you know, so you've always been gifted with that, which I've been very appreciative. Second of all, what you do with your cookies. Like I hear people tell me all the time, I would love to be on your podcast, but, and then they say, I don't have a blog and I don't have this and I don't have that. I, this isn't about what you don't have. It's about what you do. And it's about what you do with what you've got. You do amazing things with your cookies. You know, you, uh, I'm just going to let you, I'm just going to open the door wide open. And will you share some of the things that you do with your cookies? Because I think it's going to inspire so many people to do more and give more and seriously bake the world better one cookie at a time. <laughs> well, um, I, I've given up, you know, I used to think, oh, wouldn't it be neat to have a bakery? And then you realized after the late hours and that, because unfortunately, I can't just do a simple cookie. You know, I get carried away and spend ridiculous amounts of time with details and stuff because I do it from the heart. You know, it's, you do. Um, I, I do a lot for friends and family or, or special events and I want them to be as special as the person and reflect how special I think they are. And so me being a business is, would be, um, I'd be in the hole the whole time. And then my husband says, I can do anything I want, you know, Monday through Friday, eight to five, but no weekends and all that stuff. And, you know, if you had your own business, you know, that's not possible. And, you know, I started out doing, you know, my daughter's preschool. I did cookies for all their cute little things that they did. And then we get to elementary school and you did parties and, you know, gave teachers cookies for appreciation. And when we moved to back to Oklahoma, 
um, the first thing Renee had was um, a French food day in her French class. And, you know, it's like, well, how many people can bring French bread and macaroons and, you know, and eclairs? And so I asked the teacher, could I make cookies? They're not French, but they would be French themed. And I'm sure she pondered what that meant. And so I brought Pink Poodle and Eiffel Tower cookies. And from then it was just like the talk of the school that there's this new mom that does this and oh my gosh, did you see it? And so then I started doing stuff for events that we had, fundraisers for um, our foundation for our school and we'd have an auction and I'd auction platters of cookies. And then it was I want, you know, will you make a class? Can we auction off class at your house? And I'm like, well, okay. So I would have like three chairs in my kitchen and I'd feed them lunch and everything and teach them how to make cookies. Cause it, and it was just so fun watching people start and being so excited. Like we were at cookie camp that they were actually doing it and they could do it and you know, how proud they were. And then, you know, as they made cookies later on, they would show me, send me a picture, look what I made. And I'd be like, yay, I'm so proud. And, and, um, So the last year I was there, it was they had me standing up going, this is your last chance. So I ended up with (laughs) six women who played paid $500 a piece to sit in my kitchen to to make cookies. So I raised a lot of money for my school. And that was just like the most fun day ever. And um, so I admire all these people who are having classes for, you know, or 50, you know, 20, 30 people or even Karen, the, the work that goes into making enough cookies and icing for 200 ladies to to decorate cookies just blows my mind because she's my over, little small she's over 400 now I think oh my she gosh, said I, last year there was back. like 475 or something I can't remember the exact number but she was pushing 500 last year so That's so amazing so when you many think of cookies <laughs> remember well remember you know remember at cookie camper like if you would do it, we we will support you in every single way you know yeah and 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 she's like okay, I'm going to do it. And we're like, tell us what we can do. We'll do anything. We didn't know we'd be speakers, but (laughs) we were thinking, you know, like bake cookies or something, but, but we, you know, that was an amazing experience. And then like the first day she went live to sell the tickets, we're like, what if nobody buys any tickets? And then they sold out and we're like, Whoa. <laughs> yeah, they sold out in no time. Wow. I think it's still yeah. that way. As soon as she puts them on sale, they're yeah. gone. And you I know. just love that. I love yeah. seeing how many people are out there doing cookies now all Me over too. the world. I know. I mean, it's, it's amazing. amazing. Totally amazing. So, so, so yeah, so so with my, you know, with after school things, you know, Renee goes to high school and gets involved with the band. And so that's when I quit decorating as many cookies and putting them on because I was building props and painting and loading trucks and being part of the, a marching band, which, you know, that my husband, and I had a ball with that. But then it was like, I still have to make them cookies somehow. But there's 225 band kids, plus the band directors, bus drivers, all the parent volunteers. So 375 cookies later, I made a show cookie and our theme was um, gravity and the show shirt had like it uh, outer space with the moon cresting over, you know, with the gravity words and you know how many of us cookiers in the process of doing a project that we're excited about go, what was I thinking as I'm trying to get ready to go to Indianapolis and I'm bagging and, you know, I had moms that actually came and helped me bag and tie, but we had a bag of a box of cookies for each bus and so, the, and it's so funny because, you know, you think teenagers are too cool for school, especially the boys. Well, when I handed them these cookies and the kids were just like, 
like amazed. And to this day, I, I ran into a kid and she goes, I have all the show cookies you made for us. Oh. I still have it on a shelf in my room and I couldn't eat it because it was so amazing. And, and how long do those keep? Not this <laughs> and, long. <laughs> and I said, oh, I said, well, they'll stay until like, you know, they disintegrate. Just please promise me you won't eat one that yeah. night. But, and so like the second year I did it, um, they're passing it out and there's like a little freshman kid and he goes, what is it? And this other kid turns around and go, it's the show cookie. It's the <laughs> show cookie. And it was like, you know, it was so cute. And and that's why I like doing cookies because they make people happy and they make them smile and, Thank and you. make them feel special. And that's my power of a cookie, you know, and, and I, and I like, so now I do more, I give cookies and try to um, help something with a charitable donation and it's my cookies and stuff. And, and so I've done things for an organization that packed boxes at Christmas to send to um, our soldiers. Um, I've done cookies for TV show to help, you know, as props and stuff for, for their, their show. And my favorite thing I've been doing recently is helping with the organization limbs for life. And we just did an auction event to raise money for it um, Tuesday night. And, you know, I gave them this favors at the end to thank people for coming. And we put a little tag on them that has their website, hoping that maybe if they got out of there because they didn't win a silent auction item or whatever, as they're opening that cookie, it's a gentle reminder like, hey, you know what, I should send a check or something. And um, I've just gotten so passionate. Last year was my first year to do it with them. And I made sunflower cookies because we were kind of having a galvanized steel sunflower theme kind of going. And Adrian Haslett was the speaker that night and listening to her speak, she's the ballroom dancer who lost her leg in the Boston marathon bombing. Wow. And listening to her speak literally changed my world, changed my perspective on life. And, and she's so inspirational as in the most tragic thing happened to her um, totally out of her control, you know, and, and of all things for a ballroom dancer to lose a leg, you, I mean, that could destroy a person. Oh, yeah. And once she got her wits about her, you know, she is now going on to do the most incredible, inspiring work that affects people, not just that lost a limb, but maybe her having a difficulty in their life and learning how to do things with dignity and to not let the, the bad things make it make you stronger instead of weaker and giving up on life, you know, going out there and finding a new way to do your life in a positive way. And so I had made a little platter of cookies for her to take home that said, thank you, Adrian. And she was like, so great, so blown away. Like she'd never seen a decorated cookie and thought it was just so amazing. And she sent me a text the next day because she was on her way to like Sri Lanka to teach people how to make the uh, portion of the prosthetic that the leg goes into more comfortable and fitted. And um, she sent me a text with saying that she's got her cookies and she's eating them on the plane and that it just made her happy. And, and it was just like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe that somebody like that actually took the time to appreciate it. And that it actually meant something to her when somebody who's so busy and everything. And so this year I helped him again. And we had two gentlemen who are on the Paralympics sitting volleyball team and you know their circumstances were different one had a congenital issue requiring them to have two prosthetic legs and the other gentleman um, got a bad case of poison ivy 
and went to the emergency room and his wife said, hey, you know, his foot's been hurting. Can you look at that too while we're here? And they did an x-ray and found a little cyst and like not a big deal. We just need to take it out. And he goes to get his stitches out and finds out he has a very aggressive form of cancer. And the only way to survive was to lose his lower leg. And to see these men go from how am I going to deal with, you know, him in particular, since it wasn't something he was born with, you know, he's a new father and how am I going to do what I do and, and get back. And this volleyball team was, you know, he was a very athletic person to begin with. And so meeting these people and going on this team and traveling and doing what he's doing is just like a rebirth and a different way of living his life that he had never thought of and, and is so grateful for everything. And, you know, learning more about this group, um, 507 people lose a limb in the United States a day, not just from, yeah, not just from a car accident, you know, or cancer, but diabetes and, and vascular issues. And, but I mean, I was just staggered by that. And then the next staggering fact is that they, um, insurance doesn't cover this. It's, it's like a rider you would have to have on your policy. So when you're signing up for your medical policy, you're never, ever dreaming that you might ever lose a limb and need a prosthetic device. And these prosthetic devices are like, you know, ten twenty thousand yeah. $20,000. And they Super last six expensive. to eight years. Yeah. Six to eight years. Yeah. And so if you're trying to get your life back together and be able to return to your job or quality of life and you can't afford a prosthetic you know, it, it's devastating on top of dealing with, you know, the loss of a limb. And so this Limbs for Life organization, it's based here in Oklahoma City, and they help, um, gosh, 1,500 people a year through donations and stuff, help them obtain um, an artificial limb. And through, you know, generous donations and fundraisers that they have, and it's just incredible. But not only that, they accept um, donations of gently used artificial limbs that maybe somebody has replaced one. They had a a woman whose husband passed away and she donated them and even parts. And they use and recycle these parts to help people in um, other countries. And right now they have partnerships with Guatemala, Syria, Philippines, Panama, and parts of Africa to, you know, somebody there loses a screw, you know, they don't have a place to go where the foot breaks on, on their prosthetic. And especially like in Africa, I remember she told me that they have problems mailing parts to people, like somehow they get intercepted in, you know, how things work over there and don't receive them. So they've teamed up with some missionaries who go to these areas to help make sure that that one person who needs that foot or screw or part can get it. And so, you know, it's become an international um charitable organization to help people all over the world based right here in Oklahoma City. And they just do so much good. And, you know, they have a stockroom full of like parts and pieces. And, and it just, I'm just so inspired by what they do. And, and so I told them, you got me for more than cookies, you know, let me help you. I can stuff envelopes, I can set up, I can do things. And so, you know, now that I'm a, uh, got a kid in college and needing things because I have to be busy, you know, I'm hoping to spend more time helping them. But, you know, I encourage people to go, they have a website called limbsforlife.org and check, check it out. It's just, they, they're just changing people's lives and helping them, you know, become whole again. 
I'll and, put a, and I'll put a link on that down below because I'm sure everybody wants to know how to get in contact with them. And I don't know mm-hmm. if many people know this or not, but my middle son, Tyler, he was born without a left hand. And so he has had a prosthesis through his life. Now he chooses not to wear his. He's real computer, real techie. He fishes and he's played football and basketball and baseball. I mean, this kid has always done everything. And, you know, he wore a prosthesis some, and then he chose not to wear it some. The neatest phone call I ever got from him was from his second grade teacher on St. Patrick's Day. And she called and she said, I just said something to your child I never thought I would hear myself say. And I'm like, what was it? And she said, I told him if he didn't quit pinching girls with his prosthesis, I was going to take it away. She said, so his prosthesis is in my desk and I'm sorry that you have to come pick it up. That was the best in trouble phone call I ever got. It was the only in trouble phone call I ever got for any of my kids. And so it, you know, I said, Tyler, this thing hurts. You cannot pinch people with it. But she was a great teacher. I loved her. She did a lot for my kids. But yeah, so I do know a little bit about prosthetics and how expensive and everything that they are. So this limbs for life thing, I didn't know about it. I'll be honest. I mean, I've heard little things about it, but after hearing you talk about it, they have my heart as well. So I I definitely want to put that link below so we can all reach out and help this, you know, this organization. So that would be fabulous. Thank you, Lisa. They would appreciate that too. Well, we appreciate what they do because like you said, I mean, when a dancer like that loses a leg. I mean, what do you do? I guess, you know, it just, like you said, once you get yourself, you know, back together, then you have to face, how am I going to go on with the rest of my life? And she chose a great path. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, inspiring and everything. So yeah, I definitely want to help this organization. Well, and if anyone is interested in being inspired daily, you know, look look up Adrian Haslett, H-A-S-L-E-T-T, on Facebook and Instagram, and she she will just make you feel so blessed and so that you can tackle anything. And the things that she does just is amazing. I just she just inspires me every day, and I'm just oh gives me chills just thinking about it, but she's truly a very special person and is changing the world too by what she does and her beautiful attitude and spirit. Well, I'll put her Facebook and a link in your, in your podcast bio. Well, I don't don't even know what to call that yet. So I'll put it in your information below the podcast on, you know, the power of a cookie. So, so we'll definitely get that information to everybody, but Like I said, one of the main reasons I wanted you on here is because we just sat here and listened to things that you do. Everything from, you know, giving kids cookies at school to raising money for the band and helping limbs for life. And you have done so much more just knowing you through the years. I I can't even wrap my head around all the charities and stuff that you've worked for and donated to and everything. But you are the reason behind the power of a cookie. People who see situations and they know they can help. And maybe we don't have all the money in the world and maybe we don't have all the time to volunteer. But you know what? Everybody's found a way to make cookies work for the positive. And I thank you for that because you are a huge part of why I'm where I am today. And I will never be able to thank you for all the kind things that you've said to me and teaching me how to do things and just, you know, hanging out at CookieCon and and Cookie Camp and everything. But you 
what you do with cookies is should be an inspiration to everybody because you found a way to really make it work. Oh, well, you know, it was so funny when we were trying to figure out how to do a talk for cookie con about like putting platters together. And I was, you know, and people have been following me on Flickr and stuff before. And, and I laughed because I was trying to find a picture of a badly arranged platter of cookies to use as an example of what not to do with your cookies. Did you find and one I of really mine? Struggled. <laughs> no, I really struggled because everyone's like making these beautiful arranged cookie platters now. And, and I was just laughing and I was like, yeah. I might have to like have a friend do it. Cause I couldn't, I would not be able to make it look yucky. It would, that would be like, uh, being abstract and I'm not abstract. And so, um, but I did finally find some uh, to use and hopefully that person wasn't there and offended by it. But um, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> but, but yeah, no, it's, it's, it's just neat. I mean, it, you know, I've sat, I feel like the grandmother of the cookie world, um, sitting in my rocking chair with my little white little cap on, but um, um, <laughs> to see how it's changed. I know. And, and improved and, you know, like I said, all of us sitting at cookie camp going, gosh, I wish like the manufacturers would make a thinner uh, uh, pen to use, edible marker. And and I wish they did this for cookies. You know, if only somebody could do this. And I wish there were books and, and classes you could take and all this stuff. And I sit there and think of that core group of women who got together and what they, they, they've done it. You know, we joked about, you know, um, um, conquering the world with cookies and changing the world and all of that stuff. And, you know, here, you know, like you and Mary had books out and Callie and you have these amazing blogs teaching people. And Callie's now got her own line of products that we would have fantasized over back in those oh, days yeah. to have that information at our, at our fingertips and, and to go to Michael's and actually see cookie supplies that we could buy and, and, um, you know, we were using cake stuff and trying to make it work. And, you know, Marlon's got these beautiful YouTube videos on how to decorate cookies. And, and I remember, uh, Tracy showing up with these strips of metal, wondering how she ever got through airport security <laughs> with them to teach us how to make cookie cutters, you know, and yes. now she's making these incredible computer generated cookie cutters <laughs> and, and, changing the world of making cookie cutters, you know, and whoever dreamed that would happen, you know, and you've got Magoo Yu now teaching people. And, you know, she just rocked my world. The first time I saw a cookie of hers and I was just like, yeah. how did she do that? Oh my gosh. I've never seen something so amazing in my life. And oh, now definitely. she's sharing and now all sorts of people are making incredible cookies because they've learned from her and, and, you know, all, you know, I just, there's so many people that just do such amazing things. And you got Anita from Sweet Hopes and Jill who are raising money for their charities yeah. through cookies. And, you know, the world's a better place because of cookies. And really they're just is. little labors of love and little gifts you can give somebody. It's like a little cookie hug. Yeah, no, it's I just definitely love it. a cookie <laughs> hug. So I was amazed this year when I walked through Cookie Con because, you know, I remember the first Cookie Con and we were all like, I mean, all of us, we were like these sponges and we tried to absorb every single thing mm -hmm. from everybody there. And walking through Cookie Con this year, from the time it has changed from the first one to this one, I was walking through and no matter where you looked, there were these amazing, beautiful works of cookie art. And you just stood there and thought, how far we've come. I mean, oh, gosh, and, yes. and it's just like, 
You know what I love about the cookie world, too, is something that Karen said, you know, on on the last episode, episode number three, she said, you know, she just wants to keep things like, you know, we need to be positive and inspiring Mm -hmm. and encouraging, but we are. I mean, we all just love each other and we want to share Mm -hmm. somebody like I had somebody the other day email me and say, what font is the Barefoot Baker on your blog? What is that wrote in? You know, what font is that? And I totally understand if you don't want to share it. And I'm like, here it is. You know, I don't care. I want to share. I want to teach. I don't get mad when people do my tutorials. I don't. That's why I do this. I want to teach. And I love being around people like you who do the same. I mean, we all need to give to each other. And Seriously, with with the way you make cookies and the way you give and the way you do all the stuff that you do, I mean, you seriously, you're my hero. Oh, <laughs> because well, you're, you're my hero too. Aww. I mean, I just I think of you. You know, you started Cookie Camp, and and you know, you you live up on a mountain, and you know, we had to go down the mountain to even use our cell phones, and here you are. <laughs> you know, podcasting all over the world and (laughs) blogging and speaking. And it's like, wow. I mean, you know, it's like these little, we were all started as these little housewives, you know, putting a couple of pictures on Flickr, trying to figure out how the heck you decorate cookies and do things. And now the most, I just can't even believe what's happened. I'm just so proud of everybody. And there's so many cookiers out there that don't know that how inspired I am by them. And, you know, I try to comment as much as I can, but there's so many of them now. And there's people doing things that I just can't even wrap my mind. You know, people are painting and embellishing and lacing and fonding and, you know, airbrushing and doing all this incredible stuff that it's, they're taking it to an art level. Yeah. You know, there's many people art level. And I'm telling people, you know, these should be framed and not eaten. You know, if somebody ever gave me one of those incredible masterpieces, I would not be able to eat it. I would, you know, and and if you saw my cookie room, I have cookies lined up that people have given me and sent me for over the years that, you know, and I'm sure they wished I would have eaten them, but they were too pretty to eat. And I walk in and they make me smile when I see them and I think of that person. And, you know, I just, it's just... Because they're love. Cookies are love. They and, are. And, and so much thought and care and time went into making that cookie. And that somebody took the time to mail a cookie to me. It just yeah. blew my mind. And, and it, they're just special beyond words. Well, and when you were talking about the band girl and she asked you, how long will this cookie last? I yeah. thought her question was, can I still eat this? And that's why I said, no, <laughs> you know, no, they, they, put, they put them on a shelf and I have shelf. my little shelf of cookies. I, I mean, you know? that is just like, what an honor that your cookie is on a yeah. shelf somewhere. I mean, that is just like so special. So what? Yeah. One of the best days I had in the mail, because, you know, it seems like all you get now are bills or catalogs, right? Oh, it, you know, yeah. People don't send letters and cards as much if as they used to. If it's not a cookie all... catalog, I don't want it. <laughs> exactly. And so I, I get, I had texted, I commented on uh, Lisa of the Whole Cake and Caboodle down in New Love Zealand. Her. She, I know, and she made the Nemo cookies. And she is so good at faces and capturing characters and oh, making yeah. it look just like them. And she had posted all these little pictures of some of the characters from Nemo. And I sent her a thing and said, what? No squirt? He's my favorite. And, you know, <laughs> several weeks later, I opened my mailbox and there's this little package in there. And I'm like, what on earth? It's from New Zealand, you know? And I open it up and there's a squirt cookie. Aww. And I could not believe it. That and, is... Uh, 
And so, I mean, that was just touching. And she and I, you know, we still keep in contact here and there and, you know, busy with, you know, she's got more kids than I do. And, and she's still making the most amazing cakes and cookies and doing her thing. And, but that somebody, you know, I have a friend in New Zealand now just because of cookies and, and, and in Mexico and, you know, B Garcia, the cutest person ever. We just, you know, sweet B we called her yeah. and, and she doesn't do cookies much anymore. Cause you know, life takes you in different directions, but she is still the sweetest person on the face of the earth and still comments and sends cute notes and love her to pieces. You know, when she came to cookie camp, I didn't want to let her go. I asked Alan, I said, oh. can, can we keep her? <laughs> I know because she she's is so beautiful that and so sweet precious. and yes. And then she and I fought over who got to operate. Um, oh gosh, what's his name? The Hobart. Hobart. Our boyfriend Hobart, the Your... big dishwashing machine. Every she and woman. I take them. <laughs> Every woman that has come here for cookie camp, which I only had it for two years, they all have fought over the washing machine. It's it's this amazing thing and it's a Hobart washing machine and everybody just wants to take it home or they stand over there and they fight. I'm doing it. No, I'm doing it. (laughs) The only time you've ever wanted to do dishes in your life because we wanted Hobart, our man. (laughs) And he he does a lot of dishes in what? Like, I'm sure I'm exaggerating, but less than a minute or a minute and a half or something like that. It's just like you can... B and I used to like stand over there next to him and said, we offered to share Share I mean, between Hobart is wonderful and you stand there and the dishes are clean and everything, but you will leave with really flat hair because he lets the yeah. steam out. I'm telling you. Oh, yes. But so <laughs> you feel like you feel like you've washed the dishes, you've done a good task and you know, you've also got this facial. You know? Yes. <laughs> so. Yes. So, well, Marianne, uh, I appreciate you so much for being here today. I mean, the, like I said, the stuff that you've taught us about what we can do with cookies and how we can change a little kid's life or even a high school kid's life or you know, working for, you know, some kind of charity that we absolutely love. I mean, you don't have to have a blog. You don't have to write books. You don't have to have all this stuff to change the world one cookie at a time. And you're living proof of that. And I just, I seriously, I want to thank you. I want to thank you for all those years ago on Flickr for Uh calming, (laughs) encouraging me. And, and, you know, you just gave me such hope that I could do this. And so I will never be able to thank you enough. You are so special and so sweet. Oh, well, that, that's that's so sweet of you to say. And like I said, i got to get back in the cookie. I'm, you know, like I said, I'm, i got an empty nest now. And so hoping to come to the next cookie con and, and get reattached and meet all these new faces of people that I've been admiring, their cookies and their edible art creations and happy to get back out there again and, and meet and do and greet and and be inspired because every one of those people inspire me every day. And, and I'm still going, how did they do that? You know, yeah. <laughs> even though I've got, you know, I've been doing cookies for like, what? Um, oh, 18 years. I'm still just blown away by what people can do with sugar. <laughs> I'm blown away every day when they bring out those paintbrushes and modeling chocolates and all this. I just stand yeah. there and say, oh my goodness, can I, can I pay you for a class? I need to learn how to do exactly, that. You know? <laughs> exactly. So, okay. Aww. Well, this has been so much fun. Thank you so much for being here. Give Alan a hug from me. I definitely will. He's already come in. For those of you that know, we're on Skype. Marianne and I can see each other, but nobody else can see us because I'm just basically recording it. But my husband's come in. He and Marianne are good friends. I mean, they like... We have our own special relationship, forever bonded. (laughs) They do. And the one time that she went to the emergency room from cookie camp, he was behind it. (laughs) 
Well, totally. Only I can go to cookie camp and get an injury that's non-parchment related. You yeah, know? <laughs> non-parchment. No, we got stitches. So, <laughs> and that's the first time we called Callie. So that's I was right. I was in mother mode. You just looked like you were in so much pain. She cut her hand, and and uh, she was in so much pain. And I thought, what can I do to make her feel better? And that's the first time I ever spoke to Callie. So I know. I know. So Alan, you know, he kind of did that too. So you gotta love that, guys. <laughs> we have one. <laughs> One more story that we want to share. As soon as we stopped at Marianne said, oh, I forgot to tell you something. And she just told me the story. And it's so wonderful. You guys have to hear it. So go ahead, Marianne. Another cookie love story is um, one of my daughter's classmates. Um, he was born with half a heart. And in fourth grade, he spent months away from the school um, undergoing a special procedure to help him um, progress until he got older. So a couple years ago, he desperately needed a heart transplant. And in the midst of of the workup for that, they discovered he had liver cancer. And so he had to stop uh, everything and go through chemotherapy. And he was so weak and was, he had spent 110 days at the Children's Hospital in St. Louis. And you know, his mom was at a low point and everything. And I'm trying to think, gosh, what is it that we can, that I could do to brighten their day, you know? And so I put out the word to my little cookie friend saying, Hey, I know somebody who needs cookies desperately and explained a situation. And my friend sent boxes of cookies to, to him at the hospital. And um, I'd said some of his interests. So, you know, one day he got chocolate chip cookies. One day he got video game theme cookies and car cookies and all this stuff. Wow. And it got to a point at the hospital that if anyone saw a box going to his room, the whole staff was in there waiting for him to open it to see what was, you know, what works of art were in this box and dying and of excitement. It became quite the to do. And of course, now he's got all these cookies. It made his day, you know, he was getting cookies from California and Texas and Arizona and you know just all over the world all over the United States and um and he had he started sharing them with the other kids on the floor that were going through the same thing he was going through so he's delivering cookies you know that were putting smiles on their faces and everything and you know if anyone's looking for a way to brighten somebody's day or to do good with their cookies you know contact your local you know children's hospital or um, you know, some other organization and say, hey, is it possible that I can bring cookie favors um, to share with the children or a, a you know, nursing home? Oh, my gosh, I brought nursing uh, cookies to my grandmother's nursing home. Oh, yeah. And those people there just it just made them smile and brighten their day to hand them a pretty cookie. So, you know, you can do so much with it with with one of your cookies at so many places around your town and city and, and, and brighten the day of somebody having a really hard time. And so just wanted to put that out there that, and thank all of you that sent cookies to my little friend at the hospital and, and he's doing amazing. He's grown six inches and, you know, he was so small for his age, but, you know, he got that new heart with all that oxygen and he's growing and he graduated high school on time with the rest of the kids. And at the end of the school, um, Folly's performance, there he was. I cried when I saw him up there. He was singing with the with the choir. And I, mean, I was just so happy that, you know, he made it through this horrendous ordeal that he went through and and that he's doing so well. So 
um, little cookie love, I like to think, helped him in his journey. Oh, I'm sure. Could you imagine being in the hospital and, you know, shaped like that and people that you don't even know or never heard of are just sending you these cookies made and, and it's things that you love. Like you said, the video games and cars and all that stuff. Could you imagine how special that made him feel? I mean, you know that that had to have a hand in lifting his spirits and helping him get through that. His mother was so touched and, and, you know, please thank everybody. But he was in the hospital for 110 days. Can you imagine? No, I can't. And not losing no. your hope and your, you know, they, their faith brought them a wow. long way through this journey as well. And and, yeah. uh, and and a few cookies here and there. But I love that he shared it with all the other kids and made Me their too. day brighter. <laughs> and, and, you know, he's doing great now. So yes. that's wonderful. So, so see, that's what we can do with the power of a cookie. Cookies so are good medicine. <laughs> cookies are great medicine. Who was it? Was it Mary Poppins, the spoonful of sugar? sugar. Yes. I mean, hey, it works for me. So. Yeah. And who says well, cookies? You can't have cookies for breakfast. I do. <laughs> exactly. Uh, we need to, yeah, seriously. Uh, fruit pizza cookies, does that count? Because it has fruit on it. You exactly. Know? <laughs> so. Hey, there's okay. milk and eggs and, but you know, dairy and, and, and all that stuff. And if you put some nuts on, you've got some protein. There you go. Hey, we've got this, okay? <laughs> all right. Well, thanks again, Marianne, for being here. Seriously, you are, you are seriously one of my heroes and everything. And don't forget to check out the podcast with all the links below for everything that we've mentioned here. And you guys have a great day. And we'll see you next time at The Power of a Cookie. Thanks for listening to The Power of a Cookie podcast at thebarefootbaker.com.